Okay, I'm on. I think I'm ready. I'm going to pray first. I feel like God has given me different pieces that I want to share with you guys. And I'm like looking out at y'all and I like could almost start crying because I have prayed for several of you guys so many times. You don't even know that other people are praying for you sometimes. A lot of times we think that we're just out there by ourselves and we're just treading water. We're treading against the tide and we don't know if we're going to come up for air. We're just about to drown. But the thing is, is that God taps people on the shoulder and he says, hey, could you pray for, I'm going to use Lily, pray for Lily right now. And then hopefully that person responds to God and says, yeah, I will. And let's the spirit lead them in praying for that person. So I don't know if that's ever happened to any of you that someone came up to you and said, Hey, I was praying for you. And you were like, me. And you remembered that you were in a really hard time. And then you're taken aback because someone was praying for you at that time. Well, let me pray and I'll share some more. Father God, Jesus, we thank you that you're at the right hand of the Father interceding for us night and day. Thank you that you have our back, that you're holding us up, Lord, that you're walking with us day and night. And Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would speak through me tonight to encourage these men and women of God to join with you in praying to join with you in standing for other people and praying in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I, um, I wasn't always crazy about praying, really. I mean, I was just like, that's kind of been something that God has trained me in and grown me in. And where it came out of was a place of need. So, I guess, you know, a lot of you, do you pray out of a place of need sometimes? Well, I um, my prayer journey started when I was a missionary in Bulgaria. And I thought I was going to tell everybody about Jesus and they were going to be like, yeah, woo, yeah, I want him. Well, it didn't really work out like that. Do you know what happened usually when I said Jesus? They went, ugh, cringe. And... So I was like, whoa, what am I going to do here? I'm going to have to scoot over a little bit because I don't like the light really right in my eye there. Um, so I was like, God, I'm like so far away from my mom and my dad and all of my friends. And you've brought me here and you called me here. I don't know what to do. These people, they don't even, they're not interested in you at all. And guess what the Holy Spirit said? Pray for them. Pray for them. And so I started this journey, this training, to learn how to pray. So this lady all the way from East Texas, Tyler, Texas, I met her one day. I was walking down the street and I met her one day. And she said, I'm from Tyler, Texas. And I said, oh my goodness, I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. And she said, oh, we should have coffee. And so we had coffee and she said, I think we should pray for these people here in Bulgaria. And I'm like, what? 
And I said, yeah, but we, I, we need to pray because we got to do the work that God called us to. And she goes, no, wait a second. Prayer is the work. And I'm like, oh. And so something shifted at that moment in my life that has never been quite the same. And that was in my mind that prayer is the work. So, I do want to say that I think that right now God is trying to, he's stirring up this desire, this like urge to pray in people. He's calling out people. I don't know if he's called out any of you. I'm guessing he probably has said something to many of you because he's, I'm finding out that he's talking to a lot of people right now. And he's saying, and even, I'll admit like, there's seasons when I pray a lot and there's seasons when I don't pray very much. I pray a lot less. But in this last season, probably in the last year, I can't tell you how many times God has said, Aaron, he shakes me a little bit. Hey, wake up, Aaron, Aaron, be alert. I want you to pray. And Honestly, I've learned that the best response is, okay, here I am. Here I am. What do you have for me, Lord? And so I think that it's the season that he's actually stirring up a lot of you. He's stirring up. He's saying, hey, wake up. Pray. I want to move. I want to work. Pray to me. So um, throughout the Old Testament, there were so many times that God spoke to one of his prophets. Like the people were just so not walking with the Lord. There wasn't, in lots of cases, there was no one following the Lord. And God spoke to the prophet. And the prophet cried out for, for mercy. And God, God changed his mind. Um, Moses cried out. He said, y'all remember when, um, when Moses was up on the mountain and he was doing the Ten Commandments and, you know, he's about to come, you know, he's going to get the Ten Commandments. He's going to go down. Well, they're down there worshiping a calf and God was not happy. He was outraged. He wanted just to wipe them off the face of the earth. And Moses cried out, no, Lord, save them, please, because of your promises, save them. And he changed his mind. It says he changed his mind. Our prayers influence God. Our plans change history. Um, There's another verse I wanted to bring up, and that's in Ezekiel 22:30. And God says in that verse, He says, "So this was another time that the people of Israel were totally not walking with the Lord. It was evil. It was bad. And um, it says, the Lord said, "I searched for someone to stand in the gap for the sake of the land." He said, "I wouldn't destroy it." If I found one to stand in the gap, but I found no one. Whoa. (laughs) 
he just wanted one, he was looking for one person to cry out and he would have shown mercy. But there wasn't one. And, I, and you wonder, like, was he tapping on? Was he showing up to people? I mean, there's probably a lot of stories that aren't in the Bible that we haven't, you know, that we don't know. But I'm guessing that he tried to speak to people and they were like, nah, no, mm, not right now. No, I got better things to do. So all that I wanted to just start with, I believe right now the Lord is saying, will you stand in the gap? Will you stand in the gap? Will you pray for your friends? Will you pray for your neighbors? Will you pray for your family members that don't know the Lord? Will you stand in the gap for them? Will you stand? Will you pray? Will you pray for the nation? Will you pray for every? Will you just come and you just come to me and bow before me and call out? Because if you will, if you'll humble yourself and you'll pray, I'll save the land. I'll come. So that's the promise we have is that we have a God who responds to his children. Look at Graydon when little Natalie's up here and his heart responds to his little girl. Our Father God responds to us. He hears us. He changes his mind when we cry out to him. He, he shifts things. Watchman Nee, I don't know. That, uh, Watchman Nee was a great preacher of all times. What he said about prayer is, when we pray, we, it's like we pave a railway for the power of God to come. So it's kind of this mystery. God could act without us praying, but the way he set it up was that we would pray in his kingdom. And so he said, like it's like a putting down railway so that, a, like you can imagine a powerful uh, speed train coming through Europe so the power of God can be ushered in. And so I want to encourage you that whatever your peace is in prayer, don't consider it unimportant. Because if there's a piece of the railway missing or whatever, it's not going to come through. So your peace and your response to God is crucial. I was, God showed me this picture before I came in when I was out in my car and it was of, um, so I saw all these people lifting up a car and some of the people were like really scrawny and some of them were really big, like had big muscles. But the point was, is they were all needed to lift up the car. And so I felt like the Lord wanted to say, that you're, you know, you may have, you may feel like, oh, I'm really experienced in prayer or, oh, I'm, 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 my prayers are little or I'm not very good at it or whatever. And God wanted to say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What's important is that all of us join in. All of our prayers are necessary. And as we do it, as we pray, we get bolder and we get I don't think we necessarily get more accomplished or we know better words, but we get bolder and we get more experienced in cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Um, so intercession is that big word. 
for a type of prayer is the place where we join with Jesus in praying for God's will to be done in the lives and circumstances of those we love. It could be those we don't even know on earth as it is in heaven. I pray this in my prayer, but I think one thing that's really, really important for us to remember is that Jesus, when he went up to heaven, he sat down at the right hand of God. And what does he do night and day? He intercedes for us. It says that Jesus sits at the right hand of God interceding for us. Um, and it says in Hebrews, that's in Romans eight thirty four. In Hebrews, it says that he lives to make intercession for us. So if we're trying to be close to him and walk with him, that's what he's doing. So um, it's, it's like, Lord, what are you doing? You know, sometimes we're like, well, what are you doing? He's, he is interceding for us. And so I encourage you as you're, as you're walking with him to imagine him interceding for us and for, he's interceding that no one would be lost. His heart is that no one would be lost. His heart would be that every one of his creation would know him. And so as we're joining his heart and we're getting hold of his heart, then we're going to step into praying with him. Um, okay, so the biggest key for me in learning how to um, pray and in praying, the biggest key, the biggest thing I hold on to um, is the help of the Holy Spirit. It's like crucial. Um, not, I mean, I think even when we're not aware, the Holy Spirit is moving and working. In Romans 8, um, it's Romans 8 verse, and now y'all have to look at it on my phone because I don't have my bifocals on, but it says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that can't be expressed in words. And the Father knows all hearts. He knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's will. So I think a lot of times the Holy Spirit is so gracious to tell us how to pray. Um, but I just want to say, Invite him as you're learning to pray for people. Ask him. Pause um, and say, Holy Spirit, can you help me? I don't, I, I don't think that God wants us to come up with clever words. And I really don't think he really cares. I think that he just wants us to respond. And childlike. He wants us to respond with childlike faith. So, um, if there's anyone out there right now that thinks, I don't even know how I could even pray for someone else. I don't even know if I would have the right words. I just want to encourage you that as far as God is concerned, he's not worried about the words that you say. We talk and we pray in my house and in my car and in my family, just like, like I'm talking to you right now. We don't use fancy words or um, we don't sound eloquent. I mean, <laughs> we just talk to Jesus and to God, just like we're talking to each other, just like I'm talking to you right now. Um, 
So I just want, so partner with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to give you a few keys um, that have helped me um, in, in learning to intercede with other people and the keys that kind of keep me going. Um, so first of all, partner with the Holy Spirit. Invite him in. And y'all are going to get a paper with this stuff on it. I think you're getting it right now. The next, the next piece that is necessary is asking for faith. And so, I'm going to tell y'all a couple stories to just stir up some faith. Um, because I think faith comes when we testify to the goodness of God and how he's answered prayer. And so, I want to stir up just some I had something happen this week that got me pretty excited. Um, I work as a hospice nurse, and so I take care of dying people, basically. I go into people's houses and um, make sure that the dying people are comfortable, make sure that their hearts are okay, make sure they're ready to die. Um, And I know it sounds like a really depressing job, but actually it's, it's a job where I've... I enjoy, I actually enjoy it. Not the dying part. I don't like people dying, but I like encouraging people when they need encouragement. And um, I get to pray for all of my patients. And um, it's, it's actually very accepted in my line of work to pray for my patients um, because we're expected to pay attention to their spiritual needs. And so... Um, I am trying to grow. One of the things this year I'm trying to grow in is praying at all times and being alert and and asking people if they want prayer. So the last couple weeks I've been praying for almost every single patient that I've seen at every visit. And, um, And so I, when I pray for people and I use kind of this, uh, pattern, and I call it pray. It's on your paper. But I'm going to tell you what the, the method that I use when I pray for people, and that's that I, P is for pause. And so I just kind of wait for a minute. I, I'll ask someone, I'll say, do you want me to pray for you? And if they say, sure, okay. Then I say, okay, and I pause for a minute, and I just wait on the Holy Spirit, and I wait on the Lord. And then I, I thank him. I usually thank him for that person. I thank him for his love. And I also respond with kind of thanking him for anything the Holy Spirit brings to mind. And then I ask something for them. I ask for the kingdom of God to come in their life. I ask for the peace of Jesus to fill their hearts. Um... And then I just yield to the Lord and I say, your will be done. And so I've been praying for my, all my patients. Well, I had a patient tell me yesterday after I prayed for her, she goes, Hey, I forgot to tell you something. And I'm like, what? And she says, I'm going to be baptized on Saturday. Y'all, I never, I mean, all I've done for her is pray for her. 
So I want to, that doesn't mean we don't share the gospel and we don't um, pray, you know, sometimes people come to faith in other ways. But, and I, I'm thinking, I probably just encouraged something God was already doing. But do I think my prayers affected her? Yes. Do I think it mattered that I said yes to Jesus and praying for her and be, be, being a bridge between her and the kingdom of God? Yes. I do think that. Do I think that every time I walk into someone's home and pray in the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of God comes? Yes. I think that everywhere I step and I pray for the kingdom of God comes, it comes. Why do I think that? Because God promises that. He says, ask and you will find. Knock and I'll open the door. He says, seek. And he says, keep knocking. And so, y'all, I want to give up all the time. Like, I'm really not... No, I mean, I'm, we're, we're all like that. I'm not any different than y'all are. Like I get kind of get, I had this other patient yesterday and I was thinking, oh, I'm kind of in a hurry. I don't think I'm going to pray. Like I was just like, and I was standing there and I could have so, I could have started praying right then. Like I'm standing there with, with the patient holding his hand and, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of in a hurry. And I like started to get up and the wife goes, Hey, can I tell you something? And I was like, yeah. She goes, When you prayed last week, something changed in our hearts. Thank you for praying. Yeah, it did. So what do you think I did? I was like, hey, can I pray? (laughs) And I stopped and I prayed because y'all, the enemy would love it if we gave up on praying. Because every time we pray, things change. Lives are changed. People see the love of Jesus. People's eyes are opened. People encounter the presence of God when we pray. And so, y'all, we've got to stir up ourselves. We've got to be persistent. We've got to say yes. Because it matters that we're saying yes. It matters that you guys are praying at your schools. It matters. And, and... Y'all, I believe that all of our schools could be radically transformed if we started to pray. I do. And honestly, I think that probably the ground is shaking and people are stirring because of your prayers. But but I believe for more. And so I just I want to encourage you guys. This is like this is a now time. This is an urgency. Like so with my patients, it's pretty urgent. Why is it urgent with my patients? They're going to die. They might, they might actually die this week. So I feel an urgency. But you know what? None of us know. We don't know if Jesus is going to come back tomorrow. We don't know if... I mean, I actually heard about a guy in Benbrook, a 16-year-old guy that took two Percocet, and they were laced with something, and he passed away. And that's not to be scary, but life's short opportunities are short. We don't know if we'll see people again. So we need to take hold of now and walk with the Holy Spirit. Partner with what God's doing. Partner with Jesus who's interceding at the right hand of God. Praying day and night. And then let's see what he does. Y'all, when at World Mandate, when Clint started sharing about people seeing 
Jesus, the Muslims seeing Jesus, and I'll recap it real quick, but one of the missionaries said that something had shifted in the Middle East, that now there were church planting movements in the Middle East where there were none, and that people were having dreams. They're like seeing Jesus uh, when they sleep at night. Y'all, I can't tell you how many years we prayed. We prayed those prayers. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just like, hey, I prayed for that. It encouraged me. It encouraged me that my prayer brought a vision or a dream to someone. Y'all, when we pray, something shifts, something happens. God responds. He, it says that if, you're, uh, if your dad wants to give you good things, like your earthly dad, then what about your heavenly father? He longs to give you good things. Okay, I'm going to touch on persistence for a minute. Because I think we need to be encouraged to not give up. We need to be encouraged to persevere. Um, I have, so, sometimes God shows us things to pray for. And maybe it's like, it's just something like, maybe there's just something that really you just feel grieved over. You can't stand it. You want it to change. And so you've been praying for it for a while. Maybe it's someone you really love that doesn't know the Lord yet. Um, Or maybe it's something God showed you and you just, you want to see that mountain move. Do you want to see a miracle? Um, And so what I want to encourage you guys is that, and I'm going to encourage you from um, the scripture in Matthew 7. Give me a second. Actually, let me tell you a story first from, I'm going to remind you of a story that Jesus told in Luke 11, where he says, um, he says, so there was this guy, he was sleeping, he's teaching the disciples about prayer. And he says, so there was this um, guy and he was asleep and, and, and his neighbor went next door and he said, he knocked on the door and he said, I need bread for my guest. And he's like, we're asleep. We're done for the night. But he keeps knocking and he keeps knocking. And finally he's like, ah, he gets out of bed and he goes, take some of the bread. What a kind of a weird story for Jesus to tell. But he says, because of his shameless persistence, like he was going to knock till he got bread for his guests. Because of that, he got what he, he was asking for. And so then Jesus asking us to be like that. So y'all know I have kids. I mean, one of them, Two, two of the kids in my house are here in, in the house. <laughs> but when someone asks, you know, when a kid is just like, please, please, can I have this? Can I have this? Ian was like that about Spotify, y'all. And y'all, I was going to hold out. I was not going to pay for Spotify. We were going to use the free thing. And he's like, please, like, you don't know how much better we'd have worship time if we had Spotify. And, and so finally I'm like, Fine. Yeah, you can have Spotify. Shameless persistence. But 
I mean, the Father is saying, Jesus was saying, have that kind of shameless persistence with me. Come to me with the things that you're longing to see happen. Come to me with the burdens that you have. Don't give up. Keep knocking. Be persistent. Um, so I think the things that I really want you to hold on to right now is to respond to God when he's, if he's tapping you. To ask the Holy Spirit for help in how to pray. Walk in faith. Um, and when I say walking in faith, we know what God is like. We know his promises. We know a lot of his promises. And so when we walk in faith, we're standing on those promises saying, this is what you promised. I, mean, I didn't promise Ian Spotify, but it, there are things that I promised my kids. And they're going to say, but you promised this. They're going to trust that I'm going to come through. And we can trust God that he's going to come through on the things he's promised us. Boldness. I just pray for you guys to be filled up with a boldness in the Holy Spirit. Uh, just that you would ask, that you wouldn't be afraid to ask. Like, maybe there's this person at your school that it's like the hardest person for you to imagine ever coming to Jesus. Because they're so obnoxious. And they're so full of themselves. And you're thinking, how could they ever come? Believe for them. Pray for their heart. Y'all... For those that weren't at World Mandate, Michael Miller, the, the leader of World Mandate, shared how he just didn't know the Lord at all in college. And God came to him in a powerful way his senior year of college. He was just living for himself, totally. And it was empty. And later he was talking to this other guy he knew at the college and he was telling him how he came to faith in Jesus. And the guy said, I've been praying for you all year. Someone prayed that in. Someone prayed in his salvation. Y'all, we're called to pray that in for other people. We're called to stand in the gap. Jesus is asking me. He's asking you. I don't know who it's for for you guys. But he wants us to join him in prayer. To pray people into the kingdom. To pray for nations. Y'all, there's whole nations. Y'all, I got started getting stirred to pray. Like I was like, okay, so all this is happening in the Muslim world. But what about the Buddhist world? So this week at World Mandate, I got like kind of stirred up to pray. To, I don't even know how to pray for Buddhists, honestly. But I was like, I'm going to pray for a move in the Buddhist world. I'm going to pray for the Buddhist nations to come to know Lord. So I got stirred up. Y'all, guess what? I got a new patient this week. Y'all, guess what her belief is? She's Buddhist. Y'all, she's a Buddhist nun. In Fort Worth, Texas. She's my patient, y'all. I'm just saying, God's involved. This isn't something that we're doing on our own. He's just wanting us to join in what he's doing. And he's going to give us reminders Guess what? Every time I see her, I'm going to remember that God's asking me to pray for a Buddhist nation. Okay, so I think I'm probably running out of time. I don't, yeah, okay, so I want to talk just a little bit 
Okay, so the thing that God's doing in Aaron right now this year, the scripture that he put on my heart at the beginning of the year is from <clears throat> Ephesians 6.18. It says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So, y'all, I think he's, I, I really, he's probably asking more people than just me to be like that. I th- think actually it was a word for, Paul wrote it for everybody to hear. But, but I want to encourage you guys to, how to stir yourselves up to stay praying. So how, how do we how do we pray all the time? Like, how do we keep ourselves bringing back to prayer? What does that look like? How do we stay alert? How do we stay persistent in praying for people? So there's some things I do, and I'm going to tell you some of the things I do to keep myself persistent. And you guys may even have some other ideas that are great. Um, I... Um, have reminders on my phone. You're probably not allowed to do that at school, but I have reminders on my phone. At 7, 3 and 7, it tells me it's time to pray. There's other times that my phone reminds me to pause and pray. So I think that's one way. Through our phone, we can remind ourselves to pray. I don't know if I think that's the best way, just because I don't think it's good to have our phone with us all the time. The other thing I do to stir myself up is I put little notes. I used to put sticky notes all over my mirror that reminded me of who to pray for. Or I put them in other places. So so I'd remember. I used to assign, and y'all, I say I used to. I need to start doing some of this again. I used to assign people to different favorite clothing items, y'all. Like, so, you know how you have certain things you really like? Like, I've got a handful of people I'm praying for salvation for right now. Um, so, for instance, I would give, I'm just going to take the name Mia, the name of this sweater. And so every time I wear this sweater all day, I'm remembering to pray for her. Um, another thing I do is, like, I, for instance, when I'm in, I have one friend I pray for when I'm in the shower. She prays for me when she's in the shower. That means she prays for me almost every day, and I pray for her almost every day. Every time in the shower, I pray for her. Come up with creative ideas to remind you to pray, to pray all the time. Remind each other. Pray with each other. You know who reminds, honestly, like, my, kid, my kids remind me all the time to pray. We can remind each other. We need to remind each other. Um, Here's another thing that I do sometimes. Is I'll just... And this would be something I would encourage you guys to do maybe at school. I did it today. Um, I walked into a nursing home today and I decided before I walked into the nursing home that I was going to pray for every person I saw that they would know the love of God. So I just, it's kind of fun, y'all. Y'all, this is kind of actually really fun. We might never know how we change someone's life, 
But y'all, I think this is really fun. In fact, um, I was thinking today, I was like, honestly, like prayer might be one of the funnest things I do. Partially because there's no limit to it. What God's going to do through my prayer, y'all. And so when I'm walking, I'm imagining those people like with the, you know, Jamie talks about the Niagara of God's love. So I'm walking and I'm praying that they'll know the love of God. So I'm just walking and I'm just like, I see somebody and like, they don't even know I'm praying for them, but I'm praying that the love of God would engulf them, that they would know how much he cares for them. And so I just, I just, so y'all, there's all these creative ways that we can pray all the time. Like I'm doing my job. I'm not not doing my job. I'm not not, you know, washing dishes or, you know, but, but we're in the, the Lord's presence is forever with us. So we can be, we can grow in being aware of him. And Jesus is interceding night and day. So we can grow in joining and interceding with us.